Greenwich. What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so it's, <laughs> My favorite on. movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey, yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co host, Corey. And this is the Pressy Next podcast. Not Pressy Next, but you know, Press Next. I like to come on with something new every single time. Just like, to that make is you. not our name. Just to make you look at me weird. Because you just looked at me weird. Because so. I was like, why would you say that? Pressy Next. Pressy Next. I prepare. No, I'm just joking. Uh, welcome to Press Next Podcast. If you are a new listener, what have you gotten yourself into? Well, there's this, this beautiful white woman on the couch, and there's this large black fellow in a chair, <laughs> and we talk about TV shows, documentaries, and movies, and what we've been watching, and what you should be watching, and what you have watched, and we just discuss them. Yeah, break them down, break it on down, break it on. Y'all can't tell I'm on one. Yeah, I need to chill. I'm it, sorry. This is a morning episode, so we still got morning energy. Morning energy, yeah, because mm-hmm. them night, them, them afternoon, night episodes be, um, all right, I'm like, come on, let's go ahead and do this real quick. Not <laughs> <laughs> that thing on out, but once we, we just, it's morning time. Y'all, we just had Waffle House, and you already know when the Waffle House busting, I'm still feeling good. Waffle House might, might be, and we go restaurants, first off, I don't know if it counts as a restaurant. Is that <laughs> okay, diner? let me ask you this. I was going to ask you this because on uh, New Heights, new news, new news on the new, new news on the New Heights podcast, they said Jason in Philly mm-hmm. said that Waffle House was not a diner, and Travis said in Kansas is, right? City said that it is a diner. And I agree with Travis. I think it is a diner. Well, but Jason did bring up a good point. He's like, well, maybe like. Like lower, like Midwest and South, it is a diner, but up north and in the Northeast, diners are like mom and pop shops. Yes. But I think that he's like, Waffle House is a chain, which is a good argument, but I still consider it a diner. So, Mm, I think there's like a difference between what is actually defined as a diner and like what is colloquially a diner. Okay. That's what I think. I think Jason sees it as like, a, the technical definition of a diner is this. Mm-hmm. If it's a chain, it can't be a diner type of thing. Okay. And Travis is more colloquially like this is this is a diner, right? Yeah. You walk in, there's like a bar. It's faster food, but it's not like fast food. And you get to sit down. There's like a jukebox. Pretty box, much basically breakfast. And it's basically like breakfast or like you can get a hamburger or something mm-hmm. like very easy, like a steak or something like that. Like they're like quick food. So you're not getting... Restaurant quality You're food not or even deep service. Food. It's like grill. No, exactly. They have a grill in the back, and you can see the people who are working. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably get a hot cup of Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a give me a cup of coffee. You for know what I'm quarter. saying for quarter. <laughs> um, but yeah, cup Waffle House is definitely a top ten place to eat for your boy. And I know that's gonna make people feel a certain type of way. But guess what, y'all? I don't care. This is a Waffle House family. Family, and we gonna be that way. I'm gonna just let y'all in on a little secret. There, we may or may or, or may have not wrote a letter and petition to to Waffle House to try to get them to cater our wedding with the truck, but they only do that in Atlanta. Yes, so, so we did because why do we know that? Because that's what we did. Okay, they we would have to pay for them to bring the truck down to Texas to cater our wedding, but that's how much we love Waffle House. So shout out to Waffle House. Um, we are not sponsored, but we'd love to be sponsored. <laughs> and Waffle House, you don't even have to give me money. <laughs> Just let me get a free meal or two every week. I'll pull up. I'm telling you. I'll pull up. I'll pull up. Uh, but anyway, we just had Waffle House. So we are here and we wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, I think we got a lot of great like response from our last episodes. We dropped two episodes last week, but um, I thought a lot of people just hit me up just talking about the episodes. So um, this one will be a little less, I guess, structured in the fact of like we're not necessarily talking about one thing. Yeah. But there's a couple of things. That we're going to talk about because what have you been watching? Great question. So as you all know, I have been watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah, you've been stuck on that. I've been watching her, watching it while she's cooking, watching it while she's doing okay, her makeup, let watching me tell it while she's taking a shower. <laughs> I don't watch it while I take a shower. You could, but though. When, I, when I'm getting ready in the morning, I have my little iPad. Listen, Corey bought me an iPad for Christmas um, two two years ago? Last year. Not last year, last but the year, year before that. And 
It's my favorite thing because I watch TV on it. It's like another TV. Really? It's you can take everywhere. A portable TV. Basically. Um, But it's because there's already so many seasons and I'm just trying to catch up. And like, I know I could probably start watching it just where it is, but there's so much backstory with certain people that I feel like I just have to watch from the beginning to see mm. the full character arc. She be waking know? up in the morning thinking about so many things. Yes, I didn't know that that was from <laughs> Real Housewives of New Jersey, but waking up in the morning. <laughs> and if anybody else has watched it, please, please reach out to me and let's talk about Melania. Trump? She in the show? No. Oh. Melania's little sister. But Uh-oh. she says something about her leg muscles being so strong from gymnastics. And she says, you need to rest your toes. <laughs> First you were one, then you were two, then you were three, uh-uh. then you That's were what four, she doing? now you are five. <laughs> See, no. No, I'm glad Anyways, you get some enjoyment out of it though. If, uh, if anybody has watched or is watching, please let me know because I would love someone to discuss this with. Um, but yeah, Real Housewives of New Jersey, and then, um, what else have we been watching? Uh, OBX. We did start Outer Banks, John Outer B. Outer Banks, Mr. John B. Yeah, it's funny. We don't even call it Outer Banks. We're we like, call it John B. You want to watch John B? Yeah, we call it John B. Um, yeah, we've been. And I ain't gonna front. This the third season. Mm-hmm. Them first two were like hotcakes coming fresh out the griddle. Yeah. This one is cookies in the oven. It is not as thrilling as I would like it to be within the first three or four episodes that we've watched. Um, but I'm still watching. It. It's not like it's like slow enough to turn me off to the show. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember if like season one and two, were they slow to start? I feel like they I were, don't remember. but I don't remember. I think maybe I binged it so fast, but I just remember like. I remember them, them two seasons. Yeah. And I remember there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. was like, hey, man, they need to go ahead and drop that next season to OBX, man. Yeah. Stop playing. So we haven't finished it yet, though, because we're trying we're, not to binge right, it. Right, we're, we're trying to binge it. So we're taking it a little slow, plus we're watching other shows. Um, now, Katie was like, all week was like, can we please watch this show? It's called... Uh, Something something in the six. Daisy, What's it Daisy Jones in Daisy the six. Daisy Jones in the six. It released on Friday, and I was like, Let's "Can we watch it? it? Can we watch it?" So I'm like, and I'm thinking, and I ain't never read no book about it or nothing like that. So I'm thinking, Daisy Jones in the six sound like a movie. I'm thinking, all right, bet it's Friday. I'm gonna come back to the house, get some food. We are gonna watch this movie, and I'm gonna go play video games. That's like that was my my head. Mm-hmm. But we why you say it like that though? <laughs> Why you say it like that? Because though? that's your, uh, your your plan every night is something, 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 and then I'm gonna go I'm play, play video, video games. Yeah, no. So I get home, and did you make dinner that night? You did make dinner that night, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you? Salmon bites. Mm, the most mm-hmm, fire. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, she says on Prime, Prime TV. I said, Prime. Is it a show? She said, Yeah. So I'm like, Dang, we finna watch it, right? We sat down and we watched this show. Now, you tell me there's more about this show, right? Yes. Okay, so I read the book. So it's a book. Yes, it it is a book, Daisy Jones and the Six. I read it during quarantine, during 2020. Um, What a wild way to say that. I know. know, Like, that just felt really, like, weird to think about. Like, nostalgic? Honestly, like, what a time. Yeah. Terrible time, but, like, what a time, you know? Yeah. So I read it in 2020 or 2021. I just remember being at home a lot. <laughs> and still still. Yeah. And so um read it. And it was really interesting because the whole book read like an interview. Dang. Like it would say, Daisy, what she said. Kind of like a manuscript. Right. So it was really an interesting premise of a book. I enjoyed it being written like that. And I guess I never really thought about it being turned into a movie. Or a TV show. Um, it's kind of like a drama series. Yeah, but like it's a, kind of perfect as docu, a TV show. A docudrama series? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of set up like a documentary, so like a docuseries, but what it's What is a it drama. about? Okay. So it is about these... It's about a band, essentially. And yes. So a band, the rise, the fall, the inner workings of what happened mm-hmm. during their time together. 
personal life, professional, and all of that. But the so the premise of the book is about that, but it's like being told from the perspective of the bandmates through an interview. So essentially the rise and fall of the band. And then 20 years later, we're talking to the members of the band to, to get their recount of everything that happened. As we do with like all great documentaries now, right? They're like the, like the Michael Jordan series or whatever. Right. Exactly. So it's like 20 years post the fall, the demise. And so, um, and this is like set in the seventies, right? Mm -hmm. What a time. Yeah. I wasn't in the seventies. Stuff that I watch, what a time. Yeah. And so, um, so you're kind of getting it from the perspective of an interview, but also seeing it play out. So I thought the book was interesting, and I think that the show's doing a really, really good job of it. I ain't gonna front, y'all. I literally was like Well, first of all, he didn't you, know he didn't yeah, know anything nothing, that it was about. He was nothing. just like, Do you cause I was like, I really want to watch this. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, do you want to watch it with me? <laughs> or do you just want to watch it? And I was like, of course I want to watch it with you. And so... Um, I was like, I don't care. You can watch it by yourself if you want to, but like... But I knew that it was going to be good. So I wanted both of us to watch it together because I know that you're probably not going to watch it on your own. Facts. So but was, I'm glad you did because when you first explained it to me, y'all, like she just explained to y'all, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to watch a show about that. Like, I'm, yeah. oh, okay, a band... Like I haven't done that show a thousand times. Yeah, we're three episodes in. Think Fleetwood Mac. It's it's not. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Like I don't know why they dropped three episodes. Yeah, instead of just going like here's one and here's another one mm-hmm. and they just drop three. Maybe they'll just drop them in packages of three. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe they drop three and then drop one afterwards. That's a it's a really weird scheduled. But uh, we've watched all three. We watched all three. And, and what what did good. you think? So I like. Here's what I what I enjoy about it. They do a good job of putting you during the time, mm-hmm. right? Like even with the living with your parents in Pittsburgh and doing laundry at the laundromat, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't live in the 70s, but they're doing a damn good job of making it feel like mm-hmm. we were back there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was things were just different back then. Things even were when, so different. And even like, when we grow up, like. Music wise, I was like, gonna say music was so different back then, and how much they cared about it. You can right. go, you can go to a record label and say, "Here's here's a here's an example that I'll use." Most of you all know Miguel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One of his uh, songs right now is charting again because of TikTok, right? Off of his first you album, be the cash, I'll, I'll be, be the, the rubber, rubber band. band, you be the match. I will be a fuse. Boom. Anyway, I love Miguel, right? So he wrote that song for Usher and took it to Usher's A&R. I didn't know that, but yeah. I could see Usher singing that Exactly. <laughs> Usher would have killed that mug. But he took it to, if y'all don't know how music works, you have writers and you, and these writers will do demo songs for people, um, me included. And we will try to shop them to the people who we think, hey, this song is for you and I really want this to be for you. And so we'll demo it. So that they can hear it and they can see it. See it. Newsflash. That's a lot of Rihanna's music is mm-hmm. demoed that way, right? Mm-hmm. My favorite Rihanna song is a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> but anyway, he goes Baby, to... Exactly. This, this is, is what you came for. Lightning. I heard her demo on that too. I'm like, she should have kept that song. But I'm glad Rihanna had it too. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know who I think would do it better. But I do like that it's Rihanna's. Yeah. It's, she killed that mug. So he takes it to Jive Records. Or he takes it to... Um, Usher's A&R. I think Usher's with Jive at the time. And the a and is like, bro, this is so good. This song is so good. And you're so good on it. We're going to sign you. Like, forget Usher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to sign you. And that led to his, it being his first single and his first album being signed with Jive. Mm-hmm. And even then, so we're talking about that song is, it's got to be more than 10 years old. Really? Yeah, that song's got to be more than 10 years old. Let, let me Google real quick. When did All I Want Was You come out? Hold on. Hmm. It anyway. is funny. Oh, it is ahead. funny how um songs like resurge because of TikTok. Like remember when Fleetwood Mac was mm-hmm. blowing up again? That was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And a single mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids, and, and never stops. stops. Yeah, came back because of TikTok. Okay, we stand Reba, and you know what's going? You know what's going viral right now? What? 
uh, uh, what is that? Dang, now I have Survivor it's Cuffing season. Dun, 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 dun. I need a big boy. Big no, boy. That, I got my stuff also, in my head. Uh, don't trust your soul to no backwards other than We'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. But all I want was you. It was his debut album. It came out in 2010. Dang. So this okay. is thir- so music even 13 years ago. Yeah. It was different. Like if you look at the etiquette, where we talk about like concert etiquette and what people do when they go to concerts. Back then, you can make a record and you can get a record deal off making just a good record. Mm-hmm. And you can do it. You know, go to, go to the studio. You cut an album. And there was a lot of artists who just really had one album. And it was good one album, and they're never going to make it any further or whatever, but right. they're not going to be a superstar. Right. Um, but music was so was such a, every weekend or every night, they were going to this one, there's like four or five spots in town, and you would go there, and it was just about being with the, the people who love the music and knowing your local artists and local acts. And if they blew up, then cool, but like, you grew up around these local artists. You didn't have, you heard what was on the radio, maybe. You had to go to record store and get records. Like, I grew up, you had to go buy CDs and tapes or go to the mall. Like, I remember my fond memories of going to the mall, going to Sam Goody, which I don't know if you know what that is. Sam no, Goody was a music store. We didn't have those. And you could, they had these stations where you can put on headphones and listen to. I do remember the headphones. Yeah, you can listen to the songs. Because Walmart had those, too. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sam Goody was lit because it was like purely just music yeah. and it was huge. And you would walk in, it just felt like it was like a huge movie, uh, music oh store. Oh my gosh, you just brought back such a core yeah. memory a like, of Walmart having the headphones mm-hmm. and you being able to just like, scan. was it you scanned it or you just like... I don't remember if you scanned it in Walmart. Or if it was just like a pre... And Sam Goody, you could scan, I think they moved to scan, but Sam Goody, they had like demo tapes. So, oh. it, so let's say something was coming out, let's say Britney Spears was coming out. They had like versions that you could, they had copies that you can put into like the player and then play the song. Man, that's so crazy. That just unlocked a core memory. And just imagine walking into the store and just seeing like 70 people just sitting with headphones on. This yeah. is what they're like. They were like sitting with headphones on. I sitting, they're standing up. They're like reading a magazine and people are just like bobbing with their headphones on. Yeah. And like you're like, oh, I gotta go listen to something. Like that's how music stores used to be. And then that's awesome. the cool thing was, let's say you liked the song, but you didn't want the whole album. You have no money to buy the whole album. You can just buy the single. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can just, and the single came with like, this is hard body. Okay, you know, you know my song. One of my, I, I remember my dad buying the single. Remember, uh, you be I O, you be I A. Let me bump your body, baby. baby. Let me bump your body. Okay, so my dad went. To, I remember going to Sam Goody with my dad. He bought that. The singles used to come with the song, the radio edit, the instrumental, and the acapella. And if there was like a DJ remix, it came with that too. But it was just that song. So maybe you don't want the whole album, you just wanted that song, you love that song, mm-hmm. you go get that song. So music is just changed so much. So seeing it in this light, as a lover of music, as music being like my number one love, mm-hmm. you know this, everybody knows this. Seeing it performed and portrayed in this TV show is amazing. Like it makes me want to pick up my guitar and my piano yeah. and make music again because it's like, it's it, you get lost now into everything's a business now. Everything's an image, and, and back then it wasn't. It was just about music and yeah. feeling and story in a moment. And now it's just about how can you take your hobby, which could be music, mm-hmm. how can you make money off of this? And it's like, it, it, it's kind of like people lost the love for it. And right now, I feel like the show makes me feel the love for the music. But with the love of the music comes the torment of the downfall and everything else that comes with it because you yeah. love it so much. Yeah. Right. The argument that they have in the studio about this is my song, like Mm -hmm. this is how I wrote it versus how you wrote it is an argument I've had a thousand times with like even my brother of like, bro, it's not about what they're going to hear. Or if this is a good or this is what it means to me. Don't Mm -hmm. change the lyrics. And my brother trying to tell me like, yo, we're trying to sell this record. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be a bigger, better record if we change this one thing. So like even going through the little. But then like as an artist, you get so. yeah, yeah, you're so you attached so, to it. Get, yeah. Because it's hurts. your story you're exactly. trying to tell. Yeah. Exactly. So. Which I think that they portrayed very well. He was like, no, this is my story. What right. do you mean? Like, do I know what the song is about? Of course I know what the song is about. I, I wrote, wrote it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So I like it. I like the show. I may be a little bit biased because like music is my thing, but yeah. I just like the way that they are portraying everything. No, I love I the too. like, they're a broken up band talking about the 
they're talking about it from their perspective and yeah. we get to see it dramatized yeah. and they also go into like the drug addiction phase of you know the rock and roll back then or the music scene in the 70s mm-hmm. and how they really didn't understand drug addiction mm-hmm. or alcohol addiction and like he got out of rehab and they thought he was just supposed to be okay right right like hey you're out so let's get back to work and he's like i can't do this shit. Like, yeah so i like the show y'all should thank you for putting me on of course we're gonna keep watching yeah we're gonna keep watching y'all should watch it what else have we been watching we said obx i went to go see ant-man and um mm. um I forgot the the rest of the title. I feel like Quantum Mania or something like that. Yeah. Um, I went to go see that. It was good. Yeah. Was it? It was. So I went on a 9.30 on a Saturday. <laughs> it was perfect. There was nobody in there but like me and another person. And um, Did yeah, you get popcorn that I early? did get popcorn. Wow. I did get popcorn. Big chilling. A nice little water. A little lime. Mm. And um, it was an IMAX too. So here's how I felt about it. Okay. Again, tell, tell me because I feel like it's it's very hit or miss. Yeah, I, but I, I feel like I feel like the reviews are like 50-50. Right. And and okay if they are, right? I just think and I attribute that to like um Marvel fatigue and this is what I mean by that. Marvel did such a great job within the first what are we in phase 4 right now? Mhm. Within within the first 3 phases they did a fantastic job of literally blowing movies out the water and and just when you leave the theater you were you were always just in shock and all yeah right or at least that's how people felt going towards the end this is some recency bias right mm-hmm. only one of the iron mans is a fire iron man the first one the other two were not great there's a lot of thors that are not good right but mm-hmm. but we don't those are so early in yeah. the phases we don't remember them. Yeah. Not every single Marvel movie was a smash box office. Yes, it was, but they weren't like great cinema. Right. But then when we got to like the Black Panthers and the uh, Avengers Endgames and the Infinity Wars and Captain America and Captain Americas and the Civil Wars, them mugs were fire. Yeah. And we just remember them, so we we hold that as to be the standard of cinema. We're talking about a hundreds, right? So if we're talking zero to a hundred. Those are hundreds on the scale, or mm-hmm. very close to them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why we keep trying to compare them to that. Why is that the standard? Every Marvel movie or Marvel TV show is not going to be that. To be, yeah. They're not going to be that. So I thought it was a good movie. Okay. Like, I did not think it was great. I, am I going to watch it again? For sure. That's how I felt about Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. But Ragnarok was great. Yeah. Was That was one of them ones that was... A close to a hundred. Yeah. Love and Thunder was like, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Right. It was funny. It was funny and it was good. Uh, one of the uh, what was a Doctor Strange? The second Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was great, but it was good. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. So we just got to get used to that. That's what people are going in thinking. It's just it got to be hot or not when there's so much cool in in between. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was good. I liked it. Um. I think some of the writing, though, was corny. There was a scene that I was like, this is so corny. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very excited for Kane the Conqueror. Super excited. Shout out to uh, Jonathan Major because he did a fantastic job. Uh, he's 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 all of as scary as um, um, Thanos is. Not him particularly, mm-hmm. but what he represents. Okay. Also, there's a huge dilemma in that movie that I think... It slept on. But we won't talk about it. I don't know if you... Oh, well, are you going to watch it? You'll watch it at some point. I'll watch it, yeah. So the big thing is, if y'all don't know, at this point of the phase, Marvel was touching on the multiverse, Mm -hmm. right? Which I think somewhat waters down the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the reason why I do that is because, like, nothing... It's going to get to a point where things don't matter as much. Right. Because if one Iron Man dies, it's like, okay, just go to another another universe. Yeah. Yeah, and get another Iron Man. Um, But... That's just a possibility. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Just a possibility. The thing is, in the entire movie, we've been looking at this Kang as being a villain, right? Mm-hmm. And I, there's a scene in the movie, I'm glad they put this in there, where they were like, he he goes like, dang, did I actually kill the wrong like thing? Because the whole time, this Kang was like, I'm doing what I need to be doing, what I need to be doing to make sure that all the timelines are correct. I'm actually trying to save the world. But of course... Thanos thought he was trying to save the world, too. Kang? Kang the Conqueror. K-A-N-G. Okay, I'm, like, racking my brain trying to remember who this is. But I well, you didn't watch Loki. 
Oh, yeah, okay. I'm so, like, I don't know if I know. Yeah, you're not going to know because he didn't show up to the end of Loki. Or if we're talking about Super the, villain. The, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. Wait, didn't you meet Jonathan Majors? Back in the day, back in the day in like high school. That's cool. Um, but anyway, they, they allude to this. Does Paul Rudd do the right, the right thing by essentially beating this Kang the Conqueror? Because one of the cut scenes at the end is that we know that there's going to be a movie with the Avengers where they're fighting like all the Kangs mm-hmm. in every single universe. Oh. Right. Interesting. All of them. So is there another Thanos? There's all, that's what, I, of course, but they're not going to run with that storyline. Mm. There's, there's another everybody. Hmm. Makes things less interesting. Does it or does it not? Because the Miles Morales Spider-Man, I'm, I'm interested in that. The Spider-Verse? Yeah. I'm interested in that. I, I think it's just cool to think about how, like, is there another version of me out there? If we were just talking about this in real life. Right, right, right. You know, is there another version of me? And some people think that when you have deja vu. It is another version of you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that before and now that's all I think about. For sure. I'm like, dang, somebody in another world just messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that often. I'm like, can I just hop consciousness? Is there a better version of me in some other world? I get into that one. Is like, there a rich version of me somewhere? Right. Yeah. Let me grab that one real quick. Let me swap. <laughs> Do a little swappy swap. Probably not. Let's just swap bank accounts. Keep keep Facts. my life. <laughs> Let's swap bank accounts. I'm going to get in there like, huh? <laughs> I'm single. Nah, Boy, son. <laughs> nah, son. You went too far. No, I'm saying like, I'll be like, nah, son, I don't want to be single <laughs> and rich. That's a boring life. Um, okay. Well, I am going to be selective about what, your outrage about what <laughs> uh multiverse I'm interested in. And talking, speaking of being selective, um, <clears throat> let's talk about little seggy seg. I know, I'm trying to segue. Let's talk about selective outrage. So we did watch um the Chris Rock special. The last Chris night. Rock special last night, which I thought was interesting because so we're recording this on Sunday. Chris Rock had his live Netflix special on Saturday night, which was super interesting because I asked you, I was like, is this the first time Netflix has ever done a like live, live event? And I really think that it has been. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe like a concert. Maybe they like did a concert or something I like know. that. I think but, this is the first live event. But I think they're on to something, though. I thought it was kind of cool. I think they're on to something. But I don't want them to just do comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like I want there but to be what else other, would it be? I don't know. They want to dip into the music world or like they would do like, you know what they would, would be fire? What? If they did like Comic Cons. Like if they like. What do you mean? You know, like the, the comic conventions or yeah. whatever. Like if they like live streamed them. Oh, okay. Like made that an event or like a some sort of event for like movie lovers, right? Or I think any kind of event would be cool because when they did ACL on Hulu, I thought that was really Right, cool. that was cool. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So. Netflix is just, they just did this yeah, with... Yeah, let's uh, live stream all music festivals, please. Yeah, Thank please. You. Just make people pay a little premium <laughs> for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay, cool. You If you want to live stream at the house, you got to pay $30 or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I thought Hulu was really cool with the ACL live stream, but this comedy special, it was really interesting. It was really interesting, the, the like the format, because I turned it on right at 930, because obviously I or nine o'clock whatever right. time it came on but they had a pre-show or something but, like that, right? they, yeah they had a pre-show but i didn't realize that and that's what i thought was neat is mm-hmm. that there was a pre-show to it and a post was also live and then the yeah. post show i think they should do that's a good format yeah yeah, yeah. no i enjoyed it i enjoyed it but it was cool how wait, did you like the the special, special itself yeah yeah good question um i thought it was funny i thought there were funny parts and i just I don't think that I connect with Chris Rock's type of stand-up humor or mm-hmm. comedy um, because I like him in things like Everybody Hates Chris and like... Uh, 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 What's a dad's movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grown Ups. Grown Ups. And I like him in a, I like him in a lot of different roles. You now, know? Was he in Madagascar? Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. Gazunite. <laughs> Whoa! Guess I can stop saying that. Um, sorry. You shut your mouth. Eleven <laughs> percent. Okay, I'll say eleven percent of the time. Anyway, go I ahead. I got my DNA back. I'm eleven percent German. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
like I like him in TV shows and things like that. I just don't think that I connect with his stand up, but I think that he did have a lot of funny bits. But I think, and I've told you this before, I think the way I connect to a stand up comedian is not only their jokes and delivery, but like their mannerisms with it. This is what you like, like Kevin Hart. Which is why I enjoy Kevin Hart. Or Andrew Schultz or Schultzy. Yeah, but I don't I think even Andrew Schultz doesn't do a lot of mannerisms with things. Oh yeah, he does. But he's not like goofy. He's not animated. Yeah. Kevin's more Kevin animated. Kevin is animated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and fair. Andrew's very everywhere and he does he uses a lot of mannerisms, but he's not as animated. Yeah. Okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, Andrew Schultz is probably my favorite stand up. I just think he's so you funny. You like when he says, <laughs> Yes, exa- exactly. I think that he's just one of the funniest people. But I don't know. I thought it was, I liked it. I think there was a lot of funny parts. Um, but we can't talk about this without talking about the slap 10 minutes that he went on about, a uh, rant yeah. about will smith and we can dive deeper into that but of course that part was funny because i'm like oh you know i love a good cup of tea honestly i was the entire time now and i don't mean to bring this up but like as a black man i felt conflicted while i was watching it why because and maybe it's just not that deep but it is to me um and maybe that's what we in the community should have deeper conversations around or more standards or whatever it may be when it happened my initial response was like damn because i love chris rock and i love will smith Mm -hmm. and these are like two very like powerful black men who have like stayed true to who they are and made it out and still have gotten the accolades that they have and it seems as if they have like broken the, the the mold yeah and like They've gotten past certain aspects of white privilege, right? Yeah. Um, in, w- in which other people have not. Mm-hmm. And they're hosting Oscars and getting honored for the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, which doesn't happen. Right. And this is almost one year exactly since, yeah. the, since the slap happened and the Oscars are coming up. So this was calculated. It was. And... I think in the moment I tried to stay out of as as much discourse as I could because there was so much, especially within our in my community. I mean, if you go on Black Twitter alone, but in just in my community, there was so much of you had a, a large amount of people who was on Will Smith's side and think they should he, he should slap up uh, Chris Rock again. Really, and you had a lot. Oh yeah, and you had a lot of people because uh, we're talking about you know protect Black women. And there's a lot of people who was on Chris Rock's side who was like. That's some BS. Mm-hmm. And like what he was saying last night, BS, I don't mean bus stop or bullish. I mean some, the other B, we, mm-hmm. what he was saying last night. Anyway, and I just can see, I understand Will's frustration, right? Mm-hmm. So I definitely understand that. I understand Chris Rock's frustration. So I definitely understand that because it's like I couldn't see the way I would have handled it wasn't the way that Will would have handled it, but then people would, people want to have their own opinions on like what you should have did, mm-hmm. right? I would have done slapped him too. I would have got at Chris Rock, but I would have did it like backstage. I would have did it later. Yeah. When it's just me and him or like not a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. It, there would have had to been news stories of like, oh my God, you see on Twitter that Chris Rock and, and Corey Middleton got into it? it wouldn't, you wouldn't saw it on stage. Yeah. Um. Because people can then run with the narrative. Mm-hmm. And they were immediately calling people like Chris Rock, like, oh, if I'm Chris Rock, I ought to squabble with Will Smith. But then it's like, what about that moment? And then you openly have people like Charlemagne who will say something like, well, I don't care about, you know, do this for the white folks. Do you, you hear what Charlemagne just said uh, the other day? No. Talking about student loan forgiveness, he said... I don't hear a lot of things Charlemagne says. Basically. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. This is the selective outrage. And this is why I'm kind of like, whatever, on Charlemagne right now. Because he will say something like that, like, I don't care about the whole act act uh, your be- on your best occasion in front of white folks, whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't care about that. Just be our authentic self. And then he'll say some stuff like, he was talking about Joe Biden and student loan stuff. And I think Angela Rye was breaking down how it's not like Joe Biden's fault. And it's not the Democrats' fault. It's what's going on with the Supreme Court with this uh, student loan forgiveness stuff. And he flat out said, I would, because Angela Rye called him out and was like, you're going to get up here on this microphone and 
act completely different than what you said 15 minutes ago before we got on the microphone? Mm. And he was like, I would say what I want to say if it don't look like I'm caping for Democrats. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the selectiveness. So now you're saying, I don't want to look like I'm doing one thing because in front of everybody else because, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are going to look at me one way. Yeah. But you don't care for it for Chris Rock? Right. Chris Rock and his head thought, and was, this was the end joke, my mom told me not to fight in front of white people. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know Chris Rock, and this is the difference within our community, right? This is the hardest thing in our community. There's a sector of our community who grew up being told, don't bow down to nobody, don't, don't fold to nobody's whim. Mm-hmm. Then there's a sector of our community who were told, like Chris Rock, we got to live in this white man's world. I want you to be authentically black, but you got to know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. It, it's a game. You got to know how to play the game. Right. That has caused a lot of problems within the black community. Because what happens is you see Chris Rock is like a corny cornball and Will Smith is like this real hood dude. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you look at the John Morant of the world. Why is everybody on John Morant right now? Because John Morant made it out, but it looked like he doing something. He, he hustling backwards, as we would say. But he yeah. looked like he grew up the way, like we wouldn't feel the way. He didn't really make it out of nothing. That's what I'm he saying. He made it out of privilege. But That's why people like, are making fun of him. Right. Because if it was anybody else, right? right. If it was a, a a Paul George or somebody who um, like we knew, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's doing this. We like his Damian Lillard. Yeah. Either way, my point is that people grew up differently in our community and we have different perspectives and standpoints. And that both of those were on on display that night. We had one person who grew up was like, I'm going to be me wherever. Mm-hmm. I don't care that these white folks feel a certain way. And another person was like, I'm not finna, I got to live in this white person world and I got to keep my opportunities in order. And that was the, the big thing. In order for me to do the things to leave the legacy that I can for my family, I know that there's a way that I have to move around in this world. Right. My mother had to go to the vet because she couldn't go to a dentist to get her teeth pulled. That's what Chris Rock is saying. Mm-hmm. Now, two, three times a year, she flies to Paris to eat breakfast with her granddaughter. I did that by being my, authentically myself, but still navigating in the white world. Right. Will Smith could say the same thing by just saying he was authentically himself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's such a hard conversation to have. And that entire time, I was thinking to myself, what would I do if I was Chris Rock? What's going to sell money is me talking about the situation. Yeah. That's why I got the Netflix special. Exactly. That's why the Netflix special happened because everybody's been waiting on you to say something. But I'm also like... So you know that people, not only is it this like special because you know Netflix is paying mm -hmm. buku money. Facts. But also, you know everybody's going to watch. So you're going to get money from the streams too because people have been waiting on you to say something. So Chris Rock's... 10-minute rant, I think, was one of those, and this is why I think it was masterful, except the end. I don't like the end. You got up on stage and slapped Chris Rock in front of the world. Mm-hmm. He felt like his dignity was taken. Mm-hmm. So you know what he did? You remember he the joke? Well, you remember the joke he's talking about when he said, his wife hurt him more than he hurt me? Mm-hmm. That's why he brought that back up. Mm-hmm. He said, I, on, I don't want it to be... I want it to be clear. This is what he said. I want it to be clear. You out here talking about entanglements. No, it's clear. Your wife was fucking your son's best friend. Mm-hmm. He said that live on stage. And she's a predator. And she's, <laughs> right. And she, you know, we ain't never, she, and put it out there. You let her interview you. Hey, I was sucking somebody's dick. How does it make you feel? You let her interview you. That was his way of mentally demoralizing Will Smith. Facts. It was a, it was a, it was a mental game. Yes. I can't beat you physically, but I can fuck you up mentally. That's what Chris Rock just did. Yeah. Will Smith hit his ass physically. Chris Rock hit his ass mentally. Mm-hmm. I hate that these two powerful black men are doing this shit on the national stage. I hope it just ends here. I hope Will Smith got his hit in and did what he's supposed to do. Chris Rock got his lick in. I don't know. I think Chris Rock did it worse. Chris Rock got his lick in. I think Chris Rock got plenty of licks in. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I think that how white people are going to view this and how black people are going to view this, two different things. Okay. Explain. Right? Because we, because 
physicality in our world means a lot more. Bro, I saw you get slapped. Not even punched. A slap, a man, if I slap another man, it's almost just as disrespectful as spitting on you. If I slap another man and he don't do nothing back, it's like being owned. Like literally, like you might as well be a slave. Mm. That's how we view it in our community. We don't really care for the lip service. Right. Y'all, because even if the lip service happened, bro, you did this, that, and the third. The last thing we're going to do is what? All right, bet. Come on. Now we got, you owe me five minutes. We got to go outside. Mm-hmm. We got to handle this. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fight. So it's just, in the black community, it will always be stacked one way or the other. Meaning there's going to be a lot of people on Will Smith's side. There's going to be a lot of people on Chris, right. uh, Chris Rock's side. Of course. I just want them to be done yeah. with like this. I don't want there to be any, and even, and honestly, I don't even want them to apologize and move on. Like, I just want them to go their separate ways, live their life, but stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Just leave us alone. It's done. Will, you got yours in. Chris, yeah. you got yours in in the way that you wanted to do it. Right. Let it be. Let it be. Yeah. Let it be. Stop bringing it up. But unfortunately, it's not going to, it's going to be worse for Will. Well, for really for both of them, because every comedian is going to talk about the Oscars mm-hmm. forever. I remember when Will Smith, I mean, I just saw a clip that Marlon Wayans posted in his stand up that's on Netflix where he's making a Will Smith joke. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it funny? I thought it was kind of funny. He was talking about how uh, the spirit of Tupac, uh, that Jada put a hex on him with the spirit of Tupac. And he was like, that wasn't Will Smith. I know that walk. I've been on movies with Tupac. (laughs) That was Tupac. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Exactly. So the the joke itself was funny. But again, when stuff like that happens, it's another reason why I didn't want it to happen on such an open stage. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily in front of the white folks. Like, I don't care about that. It's just that when stuff happens in public, People are going to run with it for forever. Right. And you're never going to be done with it. Look at John Morant right now. We have no idea what's going on with John Morant or in his head or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. People are going to run with these jokes. Even the lady, the police officer, right, who it came out that she was having sexual relations with all these five people in her office. Now it's coming out that there may have been some sexual assault stuff going on, right? Mm. But people already ran with it. And they're not going to feel bad for saying that you was a hoe. So... It's just keeping things private is always keep a player, man. Keep a P, keep it private, keep a player, and keep on going. So I felt conflicted. I was watching. I was like, man, it is it funny? Part of it is, is he getting his lick back? Yes. I just don't like seeing two black dudes going against each other, especially Chris Rock and Will Smith. Okay. Beyond that, did you think that the special was funny? Yeah. Sorry, I went on my Tim and a rant. Yeah, yeah. Tell I thought there were funny parts. Okay. Um, I like Chris Rock as a stand-up too. I thought there were funny parts. I thought that he should have continued to stick to the selective outrage theme yeah, of the show. I really liked that theme. Yeah, but there were some parts that went off the theme. I didn't really care for him. Like the, the part of him talking about um, him being single and dating older women versus younger women. Yeah. Uh, didn't care for it. Yeah. Kind of corny. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to buy a roof. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that, that corny bit and, went on for way too long. Way too long. Um. I hate that Meghan Markle was the butt of a joke, even though the joke wasn't for her, but people will have the selective outrage and make it about her. Right. Um, but maybe that was the point. So it's what it is. The Kardashian jokes were hilarious. I like that he kept... I You know what I wish he would have done? What? Because he was sprinkling it in throughout the entire time, but I think he only did it twice, and I wish he would have did it like five times, where he was talking about rappers, mm-hmm. and he would say, again, I'm not mad at this rapper. The last thing I need is another rapper being mad at me, uh-huh. right? Hilarious. That's all. That's the one line you can keep bringing back yeah. throughout the entire uh, thing. Yeah. And then I end wish, it with the Will Smith. I wish we would have gotten it more. Oh than my once. gosh. If everyone was about like sel- the, rapper selective outrage. What was the first one? The first one was about, um, oh my gosh, who was it? It wasn't 50 Cent. It was somebody. The second one was about Snoop Dogg for sure. No, the first one was about Snoop. The second one was about Jay-Z. Jay-Z. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, There we go. Snoop and Jay-Z were the two, but I wish it was more. I wish it was like five. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. I wish there was more, too. Yeah. Like the, that, that would have been like a gun compartment yeah. type of joke, you know, yeah. where it just keeps coming back around. Gun compartment, you know. Kevin Hart, um, yeah. That would have been fire. But on a scale of, I guess, zero to 100, some people were like, this was his best. I don't think this was his best. I would probably say like a 72 if that was his best, I don't want to watch any of the other but, ones. <laughs> but he's also just not, you have to know that rock is like your cup of tea. That's yeah. with every stand-up. Like, every stand-up is not everybody's cup of tea. That's true. Like, there are some people, like, I just can't stand a lot of, like, if you just dry humor and you're up there and 
this is one thing I don't like. You know when people tell a joke and they can, like rush right afterwards? Mm-hmm. They'll say something like, oh, but anyway, uh, like that kind of comedy is not my type of comedy. Oh, really? Yeah. Can't stand it. Cannot stand it. Okay. If you like about to say something or you say it and then you like rush to the next thing real quick or you're like, oh, well, anyway, uh, what was I saying right there? I was like, not funny. That, that okay. type of stand up, not my thing. So I know that. So if you're that kind of stand up, like you're not for me. Okay. Um, but Interesting. Yeah. Like I love Andrew Schultz. I love, I like Kevin Hart. I love Dave Chappelle. And I know that people feel bad about that or ways about that. But I don't care. Yeah. I love his style of stand up. Yeah. Um, I think. Because I think I enjoy my comedy more in a like a sketch form right. or um, like in a TV yeah. form because. Not everybody's great at monologuing. I don't. There's a lot of like it. I need a specific type of stand up, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that comes with mannerisms and stuff, because like even watching joe rogan comedy i don't think it's that funny yeah joe rogan's not my stand-up like he's not my yeah. type of stand-up but yeah. like a bruce bruce yeah hilarious um like even with marlon waynes i like marlon waynes i like and i think ali wong I, is really funny i like ali wong um i like dc young fly people like dc young fly and funny but here's another aspect of comedy to me that i like is anybody that can go with the audience yeah if they can play with the audience yeah. back and forth oh my god like who's that guy on tiktok that is super popular. I like Steve Hofstetter. I don't know uh, if you know who that is, but he's a, a a redhead. He's hilarious. I think he's hilarious. He always is going at hecklers, um, but he's genius. There's a lot of people on TikTok who are comedians who are like, these are pretty good comedians. I need to go see them uh, do stand-up. But stand-up, y'all, is not easy. It is not easy. If I... Matt Reif. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's funny because he... Is a lot with the crowd. I wanted people that I wanted that to be like a fantasy football league uh, punishment to do like a ten minute stand up bit. Because I know you did doing five minutes. Of st- have you ever tried to like make a room laugh intentionally? I mean, I try that every day, but tough, <laughs> tough. Yeah, I don't. I would not be good at stand up. I mean, to break it down, tough. You have to make it so believable. Yeah, like my brother was telling us a joke yesterday about a blind man. And a and a cheese grater, and the joke was funny, like the joke itself is a funny mm-hmm. joke. But I'm thinking, yo, if you had to stretch that joke for five minutes yeah. and make it believable, because that's what makes it even more funny, right? Right. Is that like I went on this journey with you and I believe that this was happening? It's like, oh, that's kind of funny, or there's like there's mm-hmm. like some irony in it, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, um, that's not that's hard, like that is hard to do. So to do an hour, yeah. Bruh, I like Bernie Mac. Like, we want classics. Yeah. Out of the Kings of Comedy, he was my favorite. Dave Chappelle. D- Dave Chappelle. Um, even, oh, but D.L. Hughley was funny back in the day. I haven't seen any more, like, uh, stand-ups. You know, to me, go to stand-up, Cat Williams. Yeah. Cat is hilarious. I think so, too. And he's got a lot of mannerisms. Cat is hilarious. So I find him very funny. I say that all the time. Did you know I can see you? I say that, like, probably about every day because yeah. I play Call of Duty or something like that, but... Anyway, poor little Tink Tink. I don't know if um, that was Jamie Foxx is hilarious too. Stand yeah. Up. Oh my God. I've he, never watched his stand And he up, incorporates music. He's he plays, funny. He plays a uh, um, piano and stuff. But of his course he does. Because what can Jamie Foxx not do? Yeah, he's hilarious. But that's a part of his comedy. He one of his funniest bits ever is a bit where he was talking about how he grew up in. A, he's from Texas. Grew up in the country, and his parents are very like spiritual, mm-hmm. and so he couldn't sing when he had girls over he couldn't sing like secular songs he had to be it had to be spiritual mm. so what he would do is he would take regular songs and make them sound sexy mm. and he he sung like the brady bunch and he made it sound super sexy that's really funny <laughs> hilarious um and some other stuff too and that's where i don't know if you've ever heard the uh, thing on tiktok and then somebody made a song out of it a sample out of it we was like you ever see your girl looking all good <laughs> and she goes to the gym and you see another dude looking at her, and you just be like, fuck you. Oh, fuck you, fuck you. Have you mm-hmm. heard that part? Chance course, the Rapper did that. Of course. Fuck you, fuck you. Anyway, that came from Jamie Foxx, right? Like, yeah. Jamie Foxx, hilarious. But I got a lot of styles. I don't know. There's another guy who used to do the, who was the dude with the um the puppets? I kill you. Who was that dude? Yeah. Hilarious. There's uh, another white dude. Uh, I think his name is Ron. 
who always has some whiskey with him. He funny. Ron White. Ron White. Hilarious, bro. So this isn't a race name when it comes to me. There are some white people that are funny. There are a lot of people who are funny. You just have to have... Chris Rock is a very acquired taste. I don't like... Jeff Amy, Dunham. Jeff Dunham. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like um, Amy Schumer. <laughs> I kill you. Amy Schumer is not hilarious to me at all. Yeah. Like, I just look like this. Like, I grip I grip my teeth when she's talking. Uh, this is corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she can get some cheap laughs off me. Cheap. Very cheap. That, that's what I don't like. Mm-hmm. If it's just cheap. If it's a thought through and ironic thing, I love it. Yeah. Or Have you a, ever watched um, Elijah Slushinger? Mm, I don't think so. I think I probably butchered her last name, but I'm, she's pretty funny. I'm down to try. I'm always good with uh, trying to find a new uh, comedy stand-up. Because if I was going to make me laugh, it's going to make me laugh. We went to go see Kevin Hart. You know who does have a comedy special? Who? Claudia Oshrey from The Toast. Does she really? Yeah. Is that why I like her? Uh, she's a female comedian. She's hilarious. Of course she is. Um... It's called, well, she has one, I th- I don't know what it's on that she did before, but she actually just recorded one a couple months ago called Not Like Other Girls. Shout out to the toast, man. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Shout out to the toast. I was like, I, I like this girl. I don't know why I like her, but now I know why. She funny. We stand women in comedy. She, we, she funny. Hey, Monique, hilarious. Yeah. I think she got a Netflix uh, special coming up too. Does she really? Yeah, Monique, hilarious. Um, you know, I don't think it was funny, that funny stand up, but I love her and everything else, like acting comedy. Who? Um, oh, now I'm blanking her name. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Tiffany Haddish. Mm. Stand up is okay for me. I it's don't think I've ever watched her stand up actually. Not fully my cup of tea, but yeah. when, anything else she's in, I don't care what nobody says. She's hilarious. Yeah. Bro. Flat out hilarious. She got it. Whatever it is, Tiffany has it. Yeah, for sure. Um, she's hilarious. So I don't, again, funny is funny to me. If you're funny, you're funny. I don't yeah. care what you look like. I don't care who you is. You could be a gorilla. If you're funny, you're funny. <laughs> like, it just is what it is. Gorillas um, are funny to watch, too. <laughs> but comedy is tough. So, yeah, I like watching. It get, gorillas give me, a like, a... They are just hilarious. Bro. They're like my cute animal thing. You know, people watch They're cats doing stuff. They're just too humanistic. Yes! And, and they feel like they don't funny. care. Yeah. And they just living in living their life, just yeah. chilling in the jungle or wherever they at. Like, doing wild human-like stuff. Mm-hmm. But not humans at all. Oh, dummy. <laughs> just spinning around. You like, I like spinning around in uh, water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like when they do that. Or I like watching them eat. It'd be funny when they eat. It, it is funny watching them they eat. Just, they just eat, look around like, mm, what y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> they look like they always high. That's why That's I true. like them. They look and act like they always high. So I mess with gorillas, man. Any any kind of ape, really. Uh, I'm rocking with you because y'all hilarious. But we watched that. I don't think we watched anything else this week, did we? Um, I watched Orphan First Kill. And the Murdoch thing, right? The new the new Orphan trash. Don't watch it. Don't recommend. And then... Yes, we watched the Murdoch. The thing that everybody's been talking about for the past month. Alec. Instead of Alex. Alec Murdoch. <laughs> Alex can you, Murdoch. Can you quickly give us a rundown? Because I only watched the first episode. And I haven't been following this because, y'all, I'll keep it a buck with you. I'm tired of uh, white on white crime being glorified, and it's just boring. Or just like the true crime. Yeah, and true crime. Ninety nine percent of the time, be white on white crime. Yeah. So okay, 2019, there was a boat accident with six. Um, Daisy young, Jones and the six. No. Oh. Like six young adults, like 18 to 20 years old. Right. They were on this boat. They were drunk. They had been drinking all night. Wrecked into a bridge and someone got, well, several people got ejected, but one girl died and, um, Paul Murdoch was driving the boat. Well, let me drive the boat. Alec is his dad who is a lawyer, like several generations of lawyers in this family, in this town. And this is a small, like low country, South Carolina town. So these people have pool. And they've had pool for many, many years. And they've got everyone in their pocket. They've got law enforcement in their pocket. They've got... So like a small mafia. Basically. And so that happened. They tried to say that one of the other guys that was in the boat 
was driving instead of Paul. So they already try to cover it up mm-hmm. while at the hospital. So anyways, that's shady. So fast forward two years later, um, Paul and Maggie, Alex's wife, are shot at the house. Okay. By the dog. Shot cameras. and killed. Yeah. Shot and killed. Well, okay, back up. So before they were shot and killed, there was Some a other guy, right? Like a kid. There was another guy who was found in the street, but there was also a their nanny was like tripped over the dog, allegedly, fell and hit her head on the steps, spent some time in the hospital, and ultimately passed away while in the hospital. Mm. So she died. So now this is three people connected to this family that Suspect. have died. And then Paul and Maggie are murdered at their house. So that's five. And then Alec was shot on the side of the road, and it came out that he actually planned that. He planned for him. That's some wild stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very wild stuff. And he lied about it at first, of course, acted clueless. And then it came out that he actually set it up. So there's always been this underlying sketchiness about this family. And so it all came out. And then he was on trial for the past month and was ultimately found guilty of murder of his wife and son and sentenced to life in prison. So there you have it. And he has one son, Buster, who is still out. Yeah, first off, let me tell you something right now. I don't like to call people ugly. That is not a pretty family. Yeah. Okay. They are, do not look good. That's okay. Because what really is ugly is their spirit. Yeah, that's true. And I think this is where, and this is where, you know when people say like money is power? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, it's, it's only a little bit. Yeah. Because this I, family is the epitome of money as power, though, because they've been using money to cover up things mm-hmm. for years. And who knows how far that goes back. Right. But I think if it's really money as power, like on a smaller level. Now, we're talking about like a governmental level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. But we're talking about like people get a lot of money and they really think they got something because they got some cheese. Mm-hmm. And they can control some people because whatever. But when that money go dry, mm-hmm. I think that's what happened here. No, that's exactly what happened here. They like, hey, we, I don't know this we man. We know that. The money was gone. Listen, that man, they gave him life. Mm-hmm. No parole. Mm-hmm. I think that's whack, though. Why? I don't want to give him the death penalty because you know how I feel about that. But I'm also like, bro, people are going to pay for him to be in there because he chose to kill people. Yeah, I just be feeling weird with the whole life. Like something gotta happen, bro. If you getting life in open parole, there gotta be some sort of structure than like the taxpayers paying for you to be there. Well, what else do you want? I don't know. It use his money. <laughs> Sell his assets. <laughs> he ain't got no money. That's the thing. Hey. hey. He was Did buying he got drugs. to go. Did he got to go. So you do like the death nope. penalty. No. Nope. <laughs> I say we 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 have an island. They get they get Alcatraz. excommunicated. Alcatraz. No, they get excommunicated from the United States. Open Alcatraz back up. They some an island somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> drop them off with their assets and sayonara. <laughs> It'd be like the uh, Call of Duty uh, airplane going through. You kick them out the plane, have them open their parachute, and we they gone. They can't go back to the United States. If they live on an island, so be it. If they make it somewhere else, so be it. But there's, mm. there has to be, like, some sort of free man's land. Because, like, think about that. Just, I don't know. It's not, maybe not a free man's land. Maybe that's a terrible idea, and I'm just joking. This is just conjecture. But I do feel a way about people making a, a, such a choice like that. Yeah. To where you're going to spend the rest of your life, which could be 40 more years of your life. And we have to pay for that because you want to make a stupid decision like that. Just dumb. Yeah. We got to look at what other people are doing, man. It got to be something. Because I'm like, I don't, I'm not for the death penalty. But you got to get people up out of there, bro. We got to get people up out of there. Give them a chance to appeal a couple times or whatever. If the evidence is not just even overwhelmingly, but it is 100%. Hey, you can't be an American citizen no more. You got to get out. Banned from the country. Goodbye. And they're just like a citizen of nowhere? Yeah. 
Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Okay, but then you have these people who are not afraid to kill running around doing whatever they have to do to make it. They don't have no assets, though. They don't have nothing. What they going to do? He wasn't afraid to kill because he was rich. You think he going to survive in the real, uh, the jungles of this no man's land island? Hmm. Hmm. Well, now he really has nothing to lose, so. Good. Okay, then y'all want to kill. Kill each other. <laughs> Out on this island? Yeah. This is, this is, uh, welcome to Almazra. <laughs> a Sheikah Island resurgence, okay? This is Call of Duty now. I was like, is this a Call of Duty reference? Because yes. I'm not getting it. And welcome to Almazra. Here we go. This is Warzone. DMZ. Demilitarized zone. Yeah. This is DMZ. We dropping your ass off, and you got to deal with whatever they want to deal with. If they've already set up a structure that you got to assimilate into, fine. If you don't want to, and whatever, you got to defend for yourself, fine. But y'all deal with them. This is a DMZ. Now, we know that if y'all want to go against the big government, y'all want to come against a big dog, we'll wipe y'all out anyway. Right. We just drop the nuke and have that, you'd be, be done with that. But, again, I'm just not really in for all the killing of we killing people. Right. But, if that's what you, I just think is well, we got to come up with something, yeah. though, bro. It got to be something. No, the whole and not even necessarily for our punishment, because if we're talking about prison for rehabilitation, mm-hmm. th- that's fine. I'll give all of my tax money to that. Yeah, Re- rehab them, these people, help them get back into society. But you're talking about somebody who you're giving life with no parole, which means they're never coming back to to society. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? It's just an imprisonment. Yeah. There is no rehab to that, right? So True. if it's just an imprisonment, why You're am I paying for that? You're just holding them until they die. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't mind paying for the people who going to get out 5, 10, 20 years who may be a better person because of it. That are going... Because prisons were meant to be a rehabilitation. Until capitalism. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just like, uh, we just, let's see how we... Let's see money how game. quickly we can get you back. Yeah, it's a money game. But I, I don't know, man. That man deserves... Everything that's coming to him, if mm-hmm. it does come to him. The Christian in me is hoping. I'm interested to know if they are going to, like, I wonder how big this is going to be. Are they going to reopen the case for Stephen Smith? Are they going to, they need to reopen the case for Gloria? They need to. Because there was a lot of fraud going on, too. Fraud in him. Like him taking out a commercial insurance Insurance. plan Mm -hmm. on his estate and then suing himself and then suing himself because he was going to give the money to the family of Gloria and they never saw anything of Mm. it. So I'm wondering if they like, how big is this going to be? Are they going to look into people that he put in jail? Which I don't know. I don't even know if he was like, I guess I shouldn't talk on it because I don't know. Was he a prosecuting lawyer? No like, idea, what kind of lawyer like, was he? You know, I feel like they need to. They need to but open up all of it. Is everybody that he? If I'm if if I was some if he's a prosecutor, even if he was my defense attorney, because I know that the shady stuff that's been on, I'm immediately hiring a new attorney and be like, he was a I criminal need... defense attorney. Okay, listen, that means he's getting people off. A formal federal prosecutor. So I'm getting a lawyer and I know I want my case reopened. I want my case reopened. This man was a liar, a schemer and a murderer. Yeah. And I was trying to tell you, I didn't do it, but he told me to cop this plea. And really what he was doing was serve his own purpose. I want my case open. That's what I'm saying. Like how many people that he either put away or defended, like how many of those cases are going to be in question now? All of them need to be. It's going to be interesting. South Carolina is about to be a crazy place. And it should bankrupt the state. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, no, it should not bankrupt the state. But even going back to the whole rest of the Murdoch family, you think he was the I, first? That's what I'm saying. It, it runs deep. Those lies run deep. Mm, 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 mm. And they were like such a prominent family They that his grandfather's photo. Grandfather. Like if you saw in the courtroom, there mm-hmm. were pictures of people all over the courtroom. His grandfather's photo was in the courtroom. They had to take it down for the trial. They need to take it down for good. He's staying the family name. Mm. Sorry, Grandpa Murdoch. But your grandson. <laughs> y'all gonna change y'all's names to Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> Murdoch who? Murderer. That's what they said on the toast. They were like, it's funny that they changed their name from Murdoch. To Murduck. 
Because murder is another way of saying murder. Because <laughs> that's what they are. Some murderers. Murderers. And it's murderers. always on the table now. And what they going to do? They going to give him protection in there? No, he need to go in there with the gym pop. Mm-hmm. And he, did, he think he need to scheme there, too. He going to think, oh, I'm a powerful family. Okay. Um, okay, that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested, though, like, Buster. Yeah. Because he's the only one in the family that is out and alive. But I don't know. Like, I don't want to blame anyone, but I can't. Be- I just don't believe there's one one person in the whole family that's not sketchy. You know? Yeah, I mean, it could, he could be the he could be the one that, that really kind of helped people out. He could be the one that's like, hey, man, I was never rocking with none of this stuff. I don't know. He could be. I it, guess we'll see. Because yeah. a lot of people are saying that that they think he has something to do with Stephen Smith. Yeah, I know. And then old buddy covered it up. But we're going to see. We'll see how it pops out. But we watched that too. So I feel like we watched a lot this week. And I'm going to watch more because you won't be here. Mm, I don't know if that means I'll watch more. I'll play more. But I'm going to be doing something more. You going to take the Switch with you? You're going to be on the video game. I'm going to be on that game. But my friends don't always be on the game. So like I don't be wanting to get on the game sometime when they aren't on. So I'm going to watch them. That's not true. You'll be mowing grass. Or play Hogwarts. <laughs> for sure. Revelio. I'm finna be out there. <laughs> All right. Anywho, thank y'all for listening. Um, I hope y'all let us know what y'all are watching. Yeah, and let we us know watch your opinions stuff. on the, the things comedy we special. Yeah, and the things that we watch, the comedy special, the Murdoch trial, um, Daisy Jones, Jones in the six. I'm gonna get her name right day. at some point. <laughs> I'm gonna get it right. Um, let us know if y'all are watching those things and how you feel about them. Also, you know, John B. OBX Outer Banks. And until next time. We'll see you next time. You know what I'm saying? And Make when sure you're you... watching TV and ask, are you still watching? Always press next. Press that damn button. Bye, y'all. Bye.